Welcome to Holistic Soundbites, the podcast to feed your craving for learning. Hi everyone, I'm Ryan. Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Soundbites. Multi-generational. Baby Boomer, Gen Z, iGen, Millennial, or Gen Y? What do these all even mean? What am I? What are you? Generations are so difficult to define. So much so that researchers can't agree on specific defined generations. But just like a sommelier serving you wine, what could be more natural than hearing about generations from young minds themselves. Today, we are back with By Youth, For Youth, and Ling has some practical tips on how to go about changing that generational tension to collaboration. Hi everyone, my name is Ling. Today, I would like to talk to you about generation gaps, especially in the workplace. I'm sure most of us listening know the recent meme, OK Boomer, what started off as a meme now turns into fuel to the ongoing conflict between the baby boomers and Gen Z and deepens the fault line between these two generations. And just a few months back, we have Greta Thunberg speaking for the younger generation against the adults blaming the alarming state of climate change on the indifference the older generations show to Mother Earth. These are just two examples of the rising tension between the younger and the older generations in the recent years. Yet, the tension doesn't just happen on the political sphere, it also happens closer to home as the workforce becomes more and more multi-generational. According to a recent Randstad Workmonitor study, Around 85% of Singaporeans reported to be working in a multi-generational team. So if you're not a part of the 85%, you'll be a part of the 15% that will join in sooner or later. The tension mentioned actually goes both ways between the older and the younger generations. Where does this tension come from? And is there a way we can turn this tension into collaboration? In the first place, how do we define the distinct generations? The definition is still very debatable. But most Singapore articles define the generations as baby boomer or boomer for short are people who are born between 1946 and 1965. Gen X is from 1966 to 1976. Millennials or Gen Y are from 1977 to 1994. And Gen Z are people born from 1995 to the present days. But is a person truly defined by their generation or the birth year, say, would a boomer born on the last day of 1965 be drastically different from a Gen X born on the first day of 1966? There is no clear-cut answer, but what I can say clearly is that each generation has a collective memory based on the critical events happening during their lifetime, shaping their experiences and can, therefore, result in specific norms, attitudes and behaviours within that generation. Let's take a look at an example. Say, FaceTime or just video calls in general, Jason Dorsey, a keynote speaker on this topic mentioned that for younger generations, you expect to see the person you call as you call them. If you cannot see the person while video calling, you have a phone problem 
or connection issue and you might spend the next 15 minutes trying to fix it. But for some generations, let's say the baby boomer or Gen X, seeing the person you're calling has been science fiction for most of their life until a few years back. For these generations, you don't look at your phone as you talk, you put it to your ear. So next time you FaceTime your grandparents and the first thing you see is their ear, you know why. Even things this small form a collective memory and thus norms and behaviours in each generation. But have you ever been judged for those differences? Have you experienced being called lazy, entitled, rebellious or having it easy by someone from an older generation? Or have you ever fumbled with new technology and got made fun of by someone younger? Chances are, most of us have gone through that or will go through that at one point of time. Tension between generations arises very easily if people see the differences as a foundation for judgement rather than collaboration. If this tension is so common, is there a deeper reason for it? Different collective memory creates different norms in each generation, but that's not the only fault line where the tension arises. Essentially, it boils down to identity-based stereotypes and us-versus-them mentality. More interestingly, according to Ira S. Wolf, older generation generally dismisses the younger ones as a weaker echo of the old one. This is also known as the kids these days effect, which has been happening for millennia. Yes, you heard that right, millennia, because it can even be found in ancient Greek texts dated from 600 to 300 BC. You know, when parents or adults look at children and go, kids these days are so pampered, or kids these days are so lazy because they don't have tough times. People have been saying this since the start of time. Essentially, people believe in a general decline across the generation, and they also believe that children especially lack the traits they so happen to excel. This comes from a flawed and biased memory, which people compare to the present, and therefore, they see a decline in whichever traits we are comparing. Now that we know the psychology behind this tension, how do we go about removing the barriers and collaborate through the differences? I have three tips for you. Recognize stereotypes, communicate, and mentoring. Tip number one is to recognize your own stereotype. This step is universal across bridging any kinds of gap, and you might have heard it a thousand times before this, but I'll repeat it because it's important to reflect on your own biases. Ask yourself next time you use a generation stereotype or blanket statement, is this true? If it's not, what part of it is fact and what part of it is affected by my biases? Is this helpful? If it's not helpful to the conversation, maybe I shouldn't bring it up to avoid unnecessary conflicts. Tip number two is communication. This is where you take note, so take out your mental post-it and start jotting down. We need communication because open communication lends better understanding so we can see through the prejudices, distill the facts out of your biases and become a closer team to collaborate even better. But how, you might ask? First thing is, learn to code switch by first determining a person's preferred mode of communication. Choose one person from another generation in your team and observe their communication preferences. Does this person prefer emails, texts, calls, or physical meetings? Do they communicate more directly and frankly, or with jargons and symbols? Do they prefer formal speech or a more casual style of speaking? Know their preferences and adapt to their preference if necessary, especially when communicating within the team. 
The second thing I want you to do is to use food as a conversation starter. Okay, hear me out. Mealtime is a great bonding time and it's not difficult to reach out to someone from your team for a coffee chat or lunch break together, especially if you work in the same place with the same schedule. And food is something most of us love, especially in Singapore, hence definitely a common topic you can use no matter which generation you're from. Start with simple questions like, what's your favourite food? But go deeper and more personal. Is there a memory attached to that favourite dish they have? Is it linked to their culture, their family tradition, or a specific time in their life? Start with that and share about yours as well. And I'm sure within just a few meals together, you would find out a lot more about the other person and most likely their own memory of their generation as well. So, I want to challenge you to use food as a conversation starter with someone of a different generation, either within your family or your team for the next week, and even the next month. Throughout that time, find at least 5 new things you learn about them and their generation through the conversation. And maybe, you'll even find things about your own generation that you were unaware of. Once you build that connection and understanding through communication, you can start moving on to tip number 3 which is nurturing a supportive and judgment-free environment. For youth, you can start by asking for help and also offering help in a friendly way. There are a lot of things to learn from the older generations in terms of work experiences, work ethics, practices due to their years of accumulated experience. At the same time, they might be experiencing difficulties with the technology that us youth are so familiar with. Questions such as, do you want me to work with you through setting up this technology? Or open offer such as, if you ever need help with this software, I'm happy to help, would make the environment a lot more supportive and allow the help to flow both ways. These three tips are not the hard and fast rules of bridging the generation gap in the workplace, but will certainly bring you closer to the people in your multi-generational team. I hope you can practice them often and reach a point where we no longer see the differences as tension, but unique strength that each generation can bring to the table and compliment others. Thank you for listening, and I hope you're now more confident of entering any multi-generational team, knowing you can turn that tension into collaboration. Mm-hmm.